Welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast, where licensed attorney and certified life coach, Laura Kelly, teaches you how to bring joy, harmony, and balance to your practice and your life. Hello, colleagues, whenever or wherever you are, welcome to the Joyful Attorney Podcast. I'm your host, professional certified coach and practicing attorney, Laura Kelly. I'm a sucker for inspirational memes and short vids, you know, like reels and TikToks, but generally those bite-sized, made-for-easy-consumption nuggets of wisdom are trite or just confirm our own beliefs. They don't typically challenge our strongly held beliefs or offer any real deep insight. And how could they? We're scrolling to entertain or distract ourselves, not to challenge our deeply held beliefs. But I saw one recently that both challenged me and reinforced something I know is true. And it provided the wisdom in an easily digestible phrase. The video, which I'll share in the notes, said, let them. Dr. Danielle Richardson explains, let them theory. I'm very much paraphrasing here, but in the video, she explains, let them theory as a mechanism to stop trying to control people or situations, which are ultimately out of our control, much though we may want this not to be true. And again, I'm paraphrasing, but she says that if you discover that your friends went out to brunch without you, let them. If your romantic partner doesn't want to commit, let them. If your spouse doesn't want to run a 5K, let them. If your employer lays you off, let them. She says that we spend so much of our wasted time and energy trying to control people and force outcomes. As a result, we get emotionally worked up about things that are beyond our control. Let people be who they are. From there, you craft your boundaries. This really hit home for me. As much work as I've done critically examining power, authority, and control, I still find myself getting emotionally worked up when people don't do what I want them to or when situations aren't what I want them to be. Even as I find myself being less reactive to people's behavior, I find myself trying to plan or prevent future negative outcomes. I have a real difficulty with going with the flow. I fear that if things go with the flow, the outcome will not be ideal for me. The funny thing is, though, that for all my planning and prevention, I'm not able to control the future. The outcome was never something I could create. Now, in order to allow people to be who they are and allow things to play out, you need a great deal of trust. Trust in yourself. You need to be able to trust that no matter what happens, you can deal with it. You need to be able to trust that no matter what happens, you will have your own back. You must be able to trust that no matter how other people treat you or behave, you will not abandon yourself and your values. And you can do this by relinquishing your desire to control and handling the situations as they occur. You can also look to your past for evidence. You have survived all of your worst days. I promise you that you can actually handle 
whatever comes. Trying to cling to an imagined future that lives only in your thoughts won't allow that tentative imagined future to come true. Think about it. Could you have really imagined to be exactly where you are right now with exactly the same experiences you've had? No, but you've largely handled your business, right? The video says that when you let people do what they want, people reveal who they are and what they care about over time. This gives you the freedom to make your own decisions about your life, your time, and your space. You can certainly try to control and force people to be who you want them to be. And the people around us may even want to be or live up to the version of them we create, but not for long and certainly not forever. We end up frustrated and disappointed and they end up resentful or worse, hide who they truly are from us. This doesn't mean we can't make requests or share feelings. But be careful. A request is not a demand. A request means that the other person is allowed to say no. And sharing our feelings does not mean that we can guilt trip or manipulate other people. So for example, if you see that your friends went to brunch without you, there's no need to assume that they left you out on purpose or to spite you. A request may look like this. Ladies, your brunch looked fabulous. I experienced some major FOMO. Can we plan another one with me next month? And see what happens. Let it play out. If they don't want to have brunch with you, then perhaps you have to move on from that friend group. Or perhaps you have brunch and you realize it wasn't personal. You just got left out on accident. And these things happen because we're human. In the example about commitment, a request with feelings could look like this. Lover, I really enjoy our time together and would like to take our relationship to the next level. Would you be willing to spend more time with me, see me more frequently? Perhaps invite me to meet your family or agree to date exclusively or whatever your specific and I would recommend measurable request is. And you see from there, if your lover is unable or unwilling to give you the commitment you desire, it is up to you to walk away, not to complain, not to force, not to pressure. You get to choose how you live your life. And when we say do not abandon yourself or your values, that means don't make yourself small to cling to the hope that one day this person could be who you want them to be. You have to be willing to take responsibility for your own life, your own choices, and your own future. For the example about the spouse and the 5K, can you find it within yourself to respect their desires? Not everyone wants to wake up at the butt crack of dawn to run three miles with a bunch of strangers. I definitely do, but I prefer a 10K, just for the record. Can you get this desire met from somewhere else? Maybe another friend. This info about your spouse is really about respecting how they choose to spend their time. Is this something, the having your spouse as your racing buddy, something you can live without? I assure you 
that forcing your spouse to do something they do not want to do will not lead to fun races, a fun relationship, or a fun life. Even if you think they should want to do these things with you. And finally, a layoff is exactly the kind of situation that is entirely out of your control. Now look, all of the examples are out of your control, but the other examples lend themselves to the potential for the illusion of control or the attempt to control. But when a layoff happens, or there's like a natural disaster, there's an inclination to get stuck on the idea that this should not be happening to me. But this is arguing with reality. Can you accept reality for what it is and then take your next best step with empowerment rather than victimhood? It's not easy, trust me, I'm still working it out. I'm working on making requests for what is important to me and observing how things play out. But what I'm not doing is expending the energy to strategize for a specific outcome. And when I find myself doing this, I go back into my body through mindful breathing and meditation to just sit with what's coming up for me. This doesn't mean I don't plan or have hopes or dreams for the future. It does mean that I hold my plans, hopes, and dreams lightly. I take full ownership for my choices, and I don't force or control people to do what they don't want to do. I'm learning to trust that no matter the outcome, I am going to have an amazing life because I am willing to allow it to play out. And the joy is in riding the waves of how life ebbs and flows. Until next time, stay joyful. Learn more about how you can work with Laura Kelly by going to thejoyfulattorney.com. Thank you for listening.